Welcome to the Total Clarity Podcast. I'm Jesse Hyatt. And I'm Mike Varley, and this is week 44 of 52 weeks walking New York City. Yeah, and right now we are in Windy City Island, which is part of the Bronx, and we are walking on our route, which is called Pelham Bay Park and City Island. That's right. You can see here, got a beautiful day, very windy day. We've got some gale warnings but it's nice and bright. And we figured we'd start off by walking the entire length of City Island. Look at this and bird with the fish. And there's a bird that caught a fish. Wow. What a sight. What a sight. <laughs> We've already begun with something interesting. These are the types of things that you can see out here at Belden Point. That's right, Belden <laughs> Point. Also, Johnny's world famous reef restaurant. Yeah, we've, uh... We've never heard of it, but they say it's world famous, so we have no choice but to take their word for yeah, it. Yeah, that's my favorite thing that a restaurant can do when they say famous. And then I immediately think, oh, it must, must be, be famous. famous. Yeah. So but, Belden Point out here is named for a developer from the 1800s that built an amusement park in the area. Really? And a bunch of the wealthy elites from early New York City history, such as the Hearst family and the J.P. Morgan family spent their time out here as a recreation. Really? Really. Well, that, I think, kind of makes sense with the current iteration of this location because it is chock full of restaurants to visit. Sure. And, uh, and that you know, like, a de it's a destination. And so far, this is both Jesse and uh, my first time out on this city island, and it's that's fantastic. That's not true. I've been here once before, oh, but my lie. it's my first time with you, and that's my lie. special. <laughs> well, what, did you, what happened the last for, time you were here? I came out here for a day, and you were to Pelham seafood, Bay. ate at a seafood restaurant, oh, okay. and then went back into the city. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you learn something new every day <laughs> about the person you walk five marathons a week with. That's true. Uh, but yeah, this. It has been really a lot of, Windy. hence the wind. <laughs> it's been a really uh, eye-opening experience insofar as I'm not sure there's a spot like this in the city otherwise. Yeah, yeah, City Island definitely feels, you know, the only thing I could compare it to would be Red Hook. Yeah. But it's really not like Red Hook at all. Yeah. This island is a mile and a half long and only about a quarter or a half mile wide at any point. Yeah. So it's really small. Yeah. It's really, the whole thing is walkable, not only for us, but really for most people. Yeah. And yeah, we, you know, we've brought this up a number of times. We bring it up a lot on our walks, just in our personal time, but New York is surrounded by water, so it makes sense that there would be a fishing culture, but it's also in this modern day and age doesn't really make a lot of sense. You know, the water, I don't often think that it's water that I'd want to eat fish out of, but <laughs> out here on City Island, we're right on the edge of Pelham Bay and we're also butting up against the Long Island Sound. Yeah. And as you get out further onto Long Island, you do want to eat the fish from that water. That seems <laughs> appropriate. Right. Or at least I, you know, I think it's fine. Yeah. 
and it seems like there's a lot of people that still just dock here yeah and then probably sail out there further onto the island and that's where they catch their stuff yeah it has a lot of different elements of the city here and then a lot of elements that i don't associate with new york city in one like there's all of these different seafood restaurants right i mean there are spots in the city that have a lot of seafood restaurants in one concentrated area but it doesn't feel like a getaway like this place does right it, it almost feels closer to a Myrtle Beach or a Jersey Shore type situation. It really does. It feels, I mean, even we have been staying out here because it is kind of tricky to get to. Yeah. And it has felt like being on vacation. Yeah. It feels like we're in a beach town or vacation town. And I guess a, a number of the people that live out here are only out here in the summers, uh -huh. similar to like a Nantucket or a, yeah. any other beachy island town. Yeah, and a lot of the architecture of the homes kind of reflects that sense of island life. Right. Which is, you know, it's got that quaint vibe going for it. Right. But the, the restaurants I wouldn't necessarily call quaint. I would, I mean, I, I think they're very good, but they are, it's more about like how many how many tourists can we satisfy? At least that's what the vibe feels that does, like. That is sort of what it feels like. What we've experienced so far are, because we we figured while we're out here, we should probably eat some of the seafood. It's only yeah. appropriate. And we've experienced these huge restaurants that have, how do you explain it? Like a massive, seafood dinner experience right each one that we've been at so far has, as soon as you sit down they bring over bread and they bring over this tray of like like an like a cold antipasti like a olives and cheeses and some sort of like pickled things or sauteed mushrooms and yep. that sort of thing and then a couple of them also just bring a salad and before you even like order your meal but then when you order your meal it's this it's like a whole event yeah <laughs> um you can get like a seafood extravaganza which is like 80 dollars but it'll feed two or three people and it's you know every sort of seafood that you would think of is on there right and, yeah, it seems, and it seems like each place has their own version of that offering, as well as then like what you would expect at any seafood restaurant, just regular fish or yeah. fried food and that kind yeah. of thing too. Yeah, it seems like the, the price bakes in all those little extras and the idea that you're going to be taking stuff home. Like right. we most recently went to a place and they had this like elaborate printed out bag that like told the story of the location and had like beautiful lobsters on it and boats and whatnot. And it just makes it seem to me, and it was huge. It's like a large shopping bag right. to take all of your stuff. And it just, uh, are, you know, 
illustrated to me the idea that like people come here to eat. It seems like a lot of times they come for uh, special occasions, either like dates or birthdays and whatnot, and then they expect to take food home. Yeah, and that's what we're, you know, that's what we're sort of assuming based on being here for a week now and going to a few of the restaurants and we're still, you know, everything's still like smaller capacity and yeah. less people and, and whatnot. And it's not the high season yet. We're still in April. So yeah. this is what we're experiencing this week. Yeah. And this was what it looks like is happening. Yeah. I am curious. I'd be curious to come back in the summer and feel that vibe too. And even like in the dead of the winter, Yeah, we're kind of in an in-between season right now. Yeah, we are. Um, but I, I looked up a little bit of a history of City Island. Yeah, let's hear it. So at one point, City Island was part of Westchester. Okay. And Pelham. Yeah. It is now part of New York City. Uh -huh. It was, so this whole area was owned by a man named Thomas Pell, who was a royal figure okay. in Britain and then moved over to this part of the world in the 1600s. Okay. And yeah, that's basically, that's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's why Pelham Park is named Pelham Park. Right. That's why Pelham Bay is Pelham Bay. That's why Pelham, which I guess is a is a small town that's still technically Westchester. I think I'm getting that right. Uh -huh. That's why that's all named that. Yeah. And then there was something. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go to Jesse live, <laughs> live for, researching. Looking for the notes that I, there was something really interesting and I just want to make sure that I'm using the right words. Uh-huh. Okay, so in 1761, uh -huh. after this island changing hands a number of different times, uh -huh. it was ultimately bought by a man named Benjamin Palmer. Mm -hmm. And at this point in time, the island was really only used by a handful of people. There were just a few homes, a few farms, and yep. it was used as a docking station. Yeah. And he, Palmer, had this idea that City Island could rival Manhattan as a port. Okay. And so he passed this, he got a patent that I, I tried to research this a lot. It's kind of confusing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a patent that basically covers the waterfront and then 400 feet out from high tide into the island around the whole island okay and it's known as the palmer grant and i guess it's like what I, what i'm what i think it means is that it's did the palmer grant it uh well his name was palmer right and it was a grant 
pomegranate. Oh, pomegranate. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I didn't get it at first. Anyway. But yeah, so what did I the guess, grant? I guess it's basically saying that like that area can only be used for shipping. Okay. Because he, like I said, he wanted this to become a port. Yeah. And so a lot like since then that was made in the 1700s. Yeah. And since then, many, many times people have like tried to develop that land, make it into like condos or whatever people want to develop into these days. Uh-huh. And it's always been upheld, hmm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and I hope I'm understanding it correctly, but it, I think I am, because I also think that would kind of explain why City Island is the way it is, even though it certainly is not, I don't think at any point, a port that rivaled what Manhattan was at one point. Uh-huh. It actually, is probably just as good as Manhattan at this point because we don't use Manhattan as like this major industry port anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. Although I guess we do. I guess on the Hudson, there's a bunch of spots where cruise ships show up and things are still delivered in and out. But yeah, I feel like having this strange Palmer Grant out here i don't know if like the locals know about it or if there's controversy or if people care one way or the other you know but it seems like it's kept over development from happening it seems like it's kept any sort of like you know a lot of times the islands are extended with landfill into the water and that hasn't happened yeah and it's kept it this like quaint fisherman vibe yeah as we're we've just passed through most of the main streety feeling vibe of the island we've got the clam diggers laundromat over there that's right here's a church that we on sunday when we arrived heard the bells playing they were kind of funny because they played 10 minutes early and then a little atonally yeah they were like a little off (laughs) But it was still nice. No, it was good. Right now we're approaching Tier Street. Tier Street is where we're staying this week. And those that have been following us for a while know that we did an episode on the Royal Tenenbaums. And one of the locations in the Royal, the Royal Tenenbaums movie is Eagle Island. And Eagle Island is City Island, and on Tier Street is the home that is shown in the Royal Tenenbaums. Right, and I mean, we definitely didn't plan that. I no. think I think we chose this place because it was the only Airbnb on City Island right. that was available. It's very yeah. cute. I mean, even if there were options, they still probably would have chosen it. But yeah, we had no idea until we actually got out here and Mike saw it or just realized you recognized the address or something it was on my google maps as a location of interest and so yeah it was a pleasant surprise well we got some footage of it so we can overlay it here so people can see what it looks like yeah it's a really beautiful big house and right on the water it really makes sense um as a filming location yeah and it's interesting it doesn't actually it doesn't really stand out 
as being super different from the rest of the architecture or the homes in this area, but it also doesn't completely blend in. It right. feels definitely more, it, it's bigger and like more sort of in your face or something. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that it's by the water, it it could make it feel like more of an estate than it yeah. might actually be. Yeah. But that was a that was a cool little thing to find. We also on that street is or right at the the edge of City Island Avenue and Tier Street is the crab shanty. Yeah. Which I've had some meals from a couple of times now and it's uh, it's fun. It's more of like a fried food place than some of the boiled lobster and stuff that we've been getting so yeah it looks cute i haven't eaten there yet because i don't know if i yeah would be able to survive those have it, been for the days that i've been eating but just it looks by myself. cute it looks cute and, and good yeah also at the end of our street is a marshland which it doesn't seem like we're able to get into yeah but there are a couple little marshlands around here and when i was reading about city island i found out that one of the there's a few different like types of animals that are specifically out here uh-huh. and birds in particular yeah. i'll name two okay. the first one we've seen before yeah but we've not seen them while we've been out here but the parakeets oh, same really? kind of deal as in greenwood greenwood cemetery same kind of thing happened out here yeah where some pet parakeets got loose and created their own colonies out in well actually it's different than greenwood because in greenwood they purposefully brought them in uh-huh. but out here it's it sounds like it was just some mistake uh-huh. um but then the parakeets ended up breeding and creating colonies and they're in pelham bay and city island um apparently something that you will see quite often although we have not seen them yet the <laughs> other bird that i had never heard of was a feral pigeon whoa as opposed to those domesticated well, that, pigeons yeah exactly that's why i was like aren't they all feral yeah but um yeah i don't really know what it means i just thought it was funny sounding yeah and um i stopped there <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they live in some of the marshlands right out here so i guess we should keep our eyes peeled see if we can tell the difference <laughs> Ooh, welcome to nail island <laughs> <laughs> There's Seafood City. We tried to go there the other day and it was more of like a, it looked like more of a fried food place than a sit down place. So yeah, we ended up not it, from, going. from out here we thought it, or at least I thought it looked like a lodge sort of situation. Yeah. But when we actually got up to the doors, it looked more like maybe a Chuck E. Cheese. Like yeah. it was, it seemed like maybe they had some games and there was like pizza and we yeah, didn't go very far in, so we could be totally off. But we could be, and it—I mean, it, again, it's like probably good. It just—I wouldn't be surprised if there's actually waterfront seating on the other side. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it looked good, but it was not something that we wanted at that time. Yeah. And there—I mean, there really are a lot of food options here, despite it's really just the seafood. It's really crazy. Yeah. There's also like a cool. There's a diner. There's a juice bar that looks good. There's some, a number of different like delis just with, with deli sandwiches and stuff. 
there's this place that we're coming up on that's our hibachi yeah. grill um and then yeah i mean the list goes on yeah i've seen uh, latin american yeah. food i've seen mexican food i've seen yeah um like just your standard like american pub yeah. thing it's pretty uh like that aspect of it is really interesting it makes it definitely feel like it's maybe a touristy location in some ways too yeah. one thing that i i want to cross the street for to show everybody that both jesse and i have been intrigued by is this line of photos along here and we're not sure i mean our first thought is are these people that passed due to covid but also maybe it's people that have something to do with this i think this might be a marina that you know we're not really sure yeah it's unclear if it's um yeah it's just unclear there's no there's no written information about who these people are but it is a it's a nice display regardless of who they are yeah i mean at least one person has passed away judging from the votive candles right. and the flowers right so in any respect it is a really interesting display and maybe if somebody watching knows we'd be happy to have some more information about it but yeah we're we're almost at the end of the island already. It's very short. Right, like you yeah. said, it's only a mile and a half long. Yeah, and we thought we haven't gone there yet. We don't even know if we can go on there. But there is one tiny island that is attached, well, that is attached by road to City Island. We wanted to see if we could get over there. And that's called High Island. Yeah, we're gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Here's a place that we walked by on the first night here, the bait and tackle, and I I thought it was gonna be a bar at first. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually a, a real bait and tackle shop. Yeah. Be interested to see how the wind plays on our microphone yeah it was the best day for us to do it this week yesterday was supposed to be thunderstorms all day and then it only rained for about 15 minutes which is good ultimately that it didn't rain <laughs> but it's always funny uh, how you know you prepare for the worst and then nothing ends up happening right well, I think it's good luck sometimes. It like works out that way where if you're in your full rain gear and your rain boots and everything, then you have a better chance of it not being right. a rainy, miserable day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but if you don't prepare, then you might get screwed. <laughs> All right, let's see where we best. Looks like maybe we should cross now while we oh, have yeah? the, the shot. Okay. And here we've reached the end of City Island already. Yeah. 25 minutes or Amazing. thereabouts. Amazing, and we're already at that bridge that goes over to Pelham Bay. Yeah. But we're not gonna go over that bridge, right? We're gonna make a right. No, we're gonna 
try and see if we can get on the high island or not. Again, we haven't uh, we haven't tried yet, so it may be some sort of park island or sanitation island. We your guess is as good as ours at this point. Here's City Island Lobster House. This is where we ate for the first night. And I think my, has been my favorite of the locations so far. Yeah, it was really good. We learned about snow crab legs. Yeah, they were so good. At fantastic. this place. Yeah. Never had a snow crab leg before, but they are tasty. And at night, a lot of these places are illuminated with neon and it's, it's really fun looking. Yeah. All right, I think this is the way down. Let's see. Yeah, just take a couple of zigzags here. Get to see a little bit of what the side streets look like. There really isn't much in terms of uh, width to the island either. You know, I, I would say maybe like even at its longest width, maybe an avenue, an avenue and a half in one direction and the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think it's like, I said earlier, I think it runs between a, a quarter mile and a half mile. Yeah. So we haven't been back here yet. Everyone watching is exploring it. Well, not in real time, because we'll post this in three days but you know <laughs> you're seeing us see it for the first time i guess yeah oh here's another seafood place jp's this looks oh yeah this looks good this looks great anything that's like this far yeah tucked away right on the water yeah that seems like a good sign yeah hmm maybe this well, is tonight's meal this is tonight's <laughs> Well, we still got leftovers from That's true. three days we got to culminate. That's true. We might just have to come back to JP's yeah. post-project. Oh, I'm seeing, this I'm is seeing cute. a fence. Let's see. Yeah, this is cute. All these really nicely manicured lawns. Yeah. Some flowering trees. The last, last gasps of the magnolias. So, so fast they go. Yeah. It's been enjoyable for the time that we've had it. Yeah, you know, it has been really nice to just walk hundreds of miles during <laughs> um, magnolia and cherry blossom season. So we really see them as much as we possibly ever could. Yeah. <laughs> now is this what would be see. the high? It looks like it is. Let's see. 700 King Avenue, private property, no trespassing. Yeah. Identify yourself as being at the entrance to High Island. Ooh, now, now I feel like there's some intrigue huh. here. Yeah, I wonder if we could authorized visitors. I'm going to try it. I wonder what authorizes us to visit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, a podcast? Please ring the intercom. 
Oh, someone will be with you shortly. Okay, I should be patient. Okay, so we <laughs> waited until this car truck drove out with two guys in it and we waved him down and he uh, seemed a little bit maybe nervous to talk to like, why are these people here? What do they want? And uh, we asked, is there any way to get out onto High Island? He said, no, it's private property. And then Mike asked, do you mind if I ask you what's out there? And it's a radio station. Yeah. It's 880 and Y-Fan. W-F-A-N. W-F-A-N. It's a 660. It's an AM station, I guess. And it has W 880, I believe, is CBS or CBS. So it's like all the AM news and talk stations. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it must be a booster because I don't think that's like, that wouldn't be where it originates from. Yeah. But I don't know how that works. Yeah, but it, I think it's like, it seemed like maybe like a signal station because also they looked like maybe like contractors and then there were a number of people I just noticed with like big green vests on and stuff. So, yeah. so that's the answer to the high island question. That's the not no, so mysterious answer there. to the mystery of High Island. Yes. But we cannot go there right now, no. No, we cannot go there, but, but we could listen in and maybe hear some tunes or sports <laughs> radio or something coming right. straight from High Island. Yeah. But now we are walking on our way to the Pelham Park area, Pelham Bay Park. And rather than walk all the way out there with us, we're going to jump around to some of the fun spots that we found throughout the week. Yeah, so we'll see you out there. Yeah. Okay, so we've walked over from City Island now, and we're heading into Orchard Beach, which is the big beach area for Pelham Bay Park. And we're definitely getting some off-season vibes here, which is very cool. Oh, yeah. So we're walking down right now the bus route which I believe goes from May to September or something like that. So right now it is abandoned looking. And it's kind of, uh, I've never been here. I think Jesse has been here once before <laughs> yeah. that I knew about that time. But uh, I, th I th believe it's still active. Certainly there are people down here, but right yeah. now it has that sense of kind of abandonment. That's very cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Look, it's even all blocked off. I wonder if they move that for the buses when it's in season. Yeah. Feels like some kind of ritual could happen out here too on the <laughs> off season. We're getting hit with some serious winds on the walk over here. We'll see what it looks like when we're out in the exposed beach. Yeah, so to get from City Island to Pelham Bay and Orchard Beach comes first. We had to go over a small bridge. I think it's a drawbridge. I don't know the name of the bridge, but it was super windy. Yeah. As bridges often are, but <laughs> especially today. The BX-12. Really nice trees here. Yeah. Actually, pretty pretty big trees for a beachfront area. Maybe because it's a bay, it allows for growth of this kind. Oh, maybe. Yeah, when, I don't know how that works. Typically, when you're near seaside areas, the trees are more stunted. 
Do you know what kind of trees these are? No, we'd need one of our specialists to come on. Yeah. I would, I would guess, but I, I don't want to be wrong. I don't know either. Yeah. Big trees. The Bronx, all America city. <laughs> <laughs> nice signage. You can just see it in the yonder distance there, but there is a massive parking lot yeah. out there. I don't know how many, but thousands of cars probably can fit there. Yeah, I would think so. We have walked across it a few times now and people, it's funny, it's like you're just driving out on the open savanna or something. People <laughs> don't follow what any lines are or anything. They drive right past you. It's, yeah, there were some people tailgating out there the other day too. Yeah. Tailgating for what? I don't know, but just there. Yeah. Now we can start to see a little bit of the massive structure that makes up the Orchard Beach Pavilion. Yeah. I, it's so cool. I don't know what the deal is. It definitely has this sense of urban decay going on here. They're right. in some form of rebuilding it. I don't know. It's if, actually really similar to one of the structures down in Coney Island too. Mm. Had some similar columns and Greek-like patterning. Yeah. But yeah, it's unclear if it's like in the process of being rebuilt or if it's closed just like for COVID or yeah. for the season or what. There we can see High Island in the distance where we just tried to get to. Right. The radio towers. And we're looking out now at Pelham Bay. And it is windy. It's windy. It's not too bad yet. Not yet. We'll see if we can test the limits. But look at look at this large crescent of a beach here. We'll walk down it for a little bit. Here's this big tent pavilion. It's uh, labeled with the Parks Department logo on the other side. And here is the, uh, yeah, I don't know what you would even call this kind of auditorium-esque uh, pillar system on either side. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. And then underneath there are a bunch of shops, which those are also closed right now, but I don't know if that's seasonal or what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that they probably open up in the yeah. beach time. On the other side, we can go down the other side to see. It doesn't appear that they have uh, any type of awnings there, but it looks like maybe there's the ability to have storefronts as well on the lower side. And then on the upper side, I have, I have no idea. It looks like there's a way to get in over here if it were yeah, on a normal were occasion. Open. And then, uh, the but it's, it's like, I want to see this rehabilitated. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's it's one thing to have it cool like this, but it'd be another thing to have it actually know, active publicly yeah available well yeah because even cleaned up i think it, i still think it would be really cool yeah and yeah i mean i hope that's what it's it's just it's hard to tell if all the scaffolding is here for work or just because it's falling apart and it's here to protect anyone from getting hit by the building right it, it's to beach it says over there 
and then refund or deposit of something. Oh, maybe it's a rental. Yeah. Like beach cool. chairs or surfboards or something. I like these benches. The styles of benches here too are very They're cool. They're really cute. Go down to the left. Turned out to be a pretty sunny day, which is nice. The other day when we were out here, there were about 10 construction vehicles on the sand. Yeah. We were trying to figure out what they were doing, I think. It was like Zamboni. They're beachcombing, yeah, to some degree. Yeah. I don't know if that was like prepping for the ultimate season or what, but uh, probably get glass out and whatnot. Yeah. But it's, but there were these big tracks, these like two or three foot deep trenches from all that work, and it, it seems now with the wind that that is just completely evaporated. Yeah. It's like it never happened. It was funny too because it was a pretty nice day. And so there were actually a couple of people on the beach. Yeah. And they were just like closer to the water, but then in between them and us were all these construction vehicles doing their thing. Yeah. And it on Tuesday seems like such a city beach experience. Yeah. On Tuesday there were a lot of people out here. It's the warmest, nicest day of the week. This is Thursday now. And there were people out here with their music, dancing and hanging out. It was not warm enough to be in the water, but you could tell there is there's definitely a culture of hanging out here when yeah. it's time. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't here on Tuesday, so I didn't see that, but it sounds sounds like a good thing to do on a warm day. Yeah. There's one set of bathrooms that's open on this whole beachfront presently. I want to go over and see it right now because they had this cool, what looks like a fountain, but it's probably for showers. Right over here. Oh, interesting. Here, you got the snack bar. This looks like it would be up and running in normal times. Yeah. But you can see here. Oh yeah. It looks oh, like. Oh, it's so you nicely would, decorated. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. I wonder it's, how you turn it on though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm presuming it's a shower, but there also there is not a, um, uh, what is it called? Where the water goes. A drain. Uh, drain, yeah. <laughs> Right. So maybe I'm mistaken, but it's cool. This huh. lifeguard station. Looks funny that it's like on a pedestal too. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe if you know, if it's summertime, it doesn't matter if there's just water. Yeah. Maybe it just evaporates. Yeah. So Orchard Beach is connected to Pelham Bay Park, as we said, and it's also. Hunter Island and Twin Island. Yeah, which Hunter Island doesn't seem like it's a separate island or anything. It just kind of seems like a peninsula. I don't. That's what it feels like. Yeah, in person. Yeah. It's called an island, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna dip out and uh, flash forward to there in just a second, because yeah, it is really unlike any other spot that I can think of in the city, which we don't, we get to say occasionally, but it's been a while, I feel like, since I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'll see it, but um, it's, a, it's a, a trail, there's hiking, there's 
no other thing other than the trail out there. And it's kind of a forest, but it's also right on the water. So I mean, I don't even know how many places outside of New York City I've experienced all of that together. Yeah. That's a add to the reasons why I want to come back here is you can go on the beach and then if you're tired of the beach, you can go for a little hike. Yeah. One thing to note though is to keep your eye out for ticks. Oh yeah. Mike had two ticks on him. I had two ticks, yeah, the other day. One was actually embedded and Jesse did a great job of MacGyvering it with a credit card. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have, have any tweezers up here. So I looked up online what to do to get rid of a tick if you don't have tweezers. And this is something, you know, I've, I've always heard like you can use a flame or you can use Vaseline or this or this. Yeah. And apparently you are not supposed to do that no. because it can alarm the tick and it will regurgitate its stomach contents. Yep. when it becomes alarmed. So it will back out, but yeah. you might like, the whole point of removing a tick is to not get a disease. Right. And that causes it, if it does have a disease, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a but, dog tick. Yeah. And we got it right away, so nobody needs to worry. Oh yeah, don't worry. And when you say embedded, I mean, I guess technically, yeah, but it wasn't like, it just was- It had not fed on me at, at all. It was, it was there, it was, it was stuck on it. It was early days. It was early, it was still little. And uh, yeah, I mean, the credit card trick was kind of cool. You just slide the credit card underneath the tick and you sandwich it with your finger and then you slowly pull it until it releases its grab. Yeah, and then the second tick we found the following day wasn't in me, it was on an just article on of your clothing. sweatshirt, yeah. Yeah, which may have, must have come from the backpack that I had put back on. I checked all the yeah, clothes, maybe. but not the backpack. Or it could have hopped on you from the forest when we walked back in. Yeah. But don't but worry, everybody. Anyway, don't fine. worry about it. Everything's fine. And that's a big but thing also, about ticks. But also, if you come out here, you know, just check yeah. for ticks. Yeah. That's a big thing about ticks, too. If you can leave you with one note, don't panic. They yeah. can't hurt you until you ignore it for way too long. No, that's true. Just make sure you check before you come home every day. That's true. Let's take a look out here. So this is the path out to Hunter Island. Yeah. Look at this view. Oh, a little bird caught something again. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. Wow. All right. Let's flash forward in time and take you a little along this path. Okay, so here we are on Hunter Island. Yeah. We've gone probably about a quarter mile or so into the two and a half mile loop. And we're at one of these many lookouts that pop off of the trail. We're looking at the Pelham Bay. Yeah. I mean, you look at this landscape with the islands and the trees, and it reminds me more of like Maine or even like a Scandinavian type thing. We're just sure. like out into the water and little spits of land everywhere. And, you know, as Walt Whitman kind of said, but didn't really, New York contains multitudes. Oh, this is one of the this multitudes. This is one of the multitudes. 
Let's keep walking. Go back into the woods here. It's a fun little path that has lots of wooden bridges. Very excited to show off this one plank uh, pass yeah. that's coming up in a little bit. It was very fun. It's very fun. We had mentioned earlier, Jesse's parents joined us this week. We had the opportunity to walk with them along this trail. Yeah. And it was the first time that we had an opportunity to walk it too, which was yeah, it was nice. fun to explore it together. Yeah. That was the first time that they had joined us for a walk. First time we had seen them for any length of time since the pandemic yeah. started. Yeah, they're not that far out of New York City, but with COVID, it makes it difficult for everyone to travel and the precautions and all. So it was really nice to see them. Yeah. You can see now the trees. They're budding a little bit, not quite as far along as I would expect, but I don't really have any frame of reference why I would think that. It just, yeah, compared to some of some of the other stuff we've seen, the other maybe? spots we've been, it seems like maybe it could be a little bit greener. But it's very cool to be here now, and yeah, I can I, only imagine what it's like in the summertime or the fall. Oh, I bet it's beautiful. Yeah. I wonder if being right near the water like this has anything to do with the a less less green or later yeah. budding season. Or maybe it's just the type of trees. Yeah. But it's fairly fairly easy trail. Like a nice introduction to trails for kids too if they oh, yeah. live around here might not always have the easiest access to nature, but something like this, you can go to the beach and hit this up on the same day. Yeah, that's a cool trick yeah. that I feel like we don't get on the East Coast very often, the forest and the beach together. Yeah. Every time we enter a spot like this too, I mean, I feel like I've said it before, but it amazes me how much nature there is in our city. Yeah. Yeah, I hope for people watching that are just here to enjoy New York City, they somehow search for it. Maybe they didn't know that this was a component or even people that live here and don't even know it's a component, you know? Yeah. It's great to be able to come out here and and find this without too much too much effort. It's true. I got a compliment on my shoes the other day from my barista <laughs> and <laughs> I said thank you. Been doing a lot of walking and he asked where and I end our conversation ended up with him pulling out a notepad and me listing off my favorite parks in the city. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cuz you know someone he must live in that area. I don't know how long he's lived in New York, but he must live over in Bushwick. And just, I started listing some places and he was like, hold on, I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? You, I didn't even it was like about sometime that. this last week. Oh. Yeah, well, we have a new video now where uh, our last guest, Layla, uh, outlines her favorite parks. And that's true. There's definitely some that's alignment there. That's a good place there. to look. And a great 
opportunity to explore some spaces. I don't know which which one do you say you like more, Van Cortland or this one? It might be hard Me? to compare. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I guess I feel like we've. I feel like we managed to walk around Van Cortland a bit more and explore the different areas of it. Yeah. Well, we had two weeks of Van Cortland, and now we're gonna. Yeah. Have, this is week one of two. The route touches Pelham Bay right. twice. Right. So I think we'll so. be able to see the other parts of it. I really haven't. I don't feel like I've seen that much more than this section. Yeah. Like we've just touched in the other sections and I know that there's so much more to see of this park. So, I mean, I really love this. This, even if it was just this section, it would already kind of rival Van Cortland, but the part, I, I got to see the whole park of right. Van Cortland. So I don't, I can't compare it yet. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you. What about you? I think this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I like Van Cortland too. I don't mean to uh, disparage it in any way, but I do feel like this island setting really is something we haven't seen in a while and nothing quite like this. Yeah. And that excites me to know that it exists. That's fair. I think we're coming up on the spot that I was excited to oh. share here. Let's see. It's interesting to have all these garbage cans available out in the middle of what feels like nature. I know. But it's good. It's better than having trash everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of trash on the trail too, but not that bad. Yeah. out into the reeds. <laughs> Jessie's got her blam jacket on today. Looking good. Thank you. Part of our spring collection. Part of the spring collection. I got my journey jacket on. I'm also Not cheating a little bit. The hood is an extra because it was cold. Yeah, a little colder today. All right, here we are, here these we boards. Are. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in the summer, it must be more like swampy and wet. Yeah. Or right. maybe not in the summer, maybe in the winter. I don't know. I feel like in some season, <laughs> right? Although it's pretty muddy right now. I guess it rained a little yesterday. Got to be careful we don't fall into the imaginary water. Yeah. yeah Some I of really them are a little if this smushy. Grows taller or not. What? I really do wonder if this grows taller or not. What were you saying? I was saying that some of these boards are a little smushy. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh. Like as tall as these, do you think? Uh, I wondered that, but probably not. If these are dead, then it would be the same thing out there. Oh yeah. We'll have to come back and check it out. That's right. I thought that was a wild animal. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought it was a deer at first, and then I was like, it's not a deer, what is it? <laughs> it's just a dog. It might be a wild dog. Wild dog. Well, I see some people, <laughs> like, so. I think it belongs to those people. Yeah. Let's see out further into the water here. Good, how are you? Oops. Wow. Yeah, it's so cool out here. Yeah. Looks like lower tide than when we were here previously. We could walk out to that land. Yesterday we couldn't, or the other day we were here, we could not do that. I think it would still be tricky to walk out there, wouldn't it? It's yeah, it'd be goopy. Oh, but I guess it, there's like little stones and stuff. <laughs> I wonder if somebody made that path. Yeah. I actually didn't see, I, I take it back. I think it would be doable. I yeah. thought it was all that mucky part. Yeah. But there is actually a path right in the middle. It would still be a little messy. Yeah. Do you want to try? Kind of. All right, let's go. I think it's going to be messy though. Well, we'll we might find turn out. around. We might, we might quickly run away. <laughs> You can see a little bit of what I've seen in other parts of the park. See these shells here? Oh, the yeah. shell beds? Oh, wow, yeah. In, uh, are those mussels or oysters? Those are mussels, I believe. But in, uh, in other parts of the park, oh, like here's another good spot that's a little more illustrative. They're like really a big community of them. Oh, my gosh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are they alive? You know, that's a good question. I believe they are. And they're okay with just being exposed when the tide is low, I, I guess? I guess so. I, I could so be too. wrong, but I, I believe they are. Because that, that looks like, it's not like they washed up there. That's where, that looks like they're where they live. choosing to be. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It is a little soupy out here. Yeah. Let's see if we can make it. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's much stiffer out here. In fact, there's some tracks already. Some what? Some footprints. Somebody's oh, been out some here tracks. recently. softer spot there. Would this be called a sandbar? That's a good question. I don't think so, but maybe. The way I think of a sandbar is a spot when you're swimming that's, that's like out further stand. and all yeah. of a sudden you can stand. Yeah, that's what I think of too. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, this is cool out here. Yeah. What's this? Dog toy. Yeah. Or uh, one of those frisbees. <laughs> or not a football. <laughs> a football. Uh. A Nerf football. <laughs> yeah, Nerfy football. Here comes the wind again. The rock patterning is so pretty. Yeah. Getting a little blowy. Yeah. David Blowy's back in town. David Blowy. I think we've said that on the podcast before, but we expose ourselves to quite a lot of wind, and whenever it gets uh, a little more intense, we refer to it as David Blowy. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we were for some context. Across the way. And we can see up here there's a bunch of little tiny houses on some of these islands yeah i don't know if they're like boat pit stops or what Ooh, the wind you can see them off in the distance there yeah those look active over there and then over to the and then there's right, that one it that looks one. like there's something that may or may not be active yeah that one straight there. noon for me, right over there where I'm pointing the camera. That looks cool too. Oh yeah. And then yeah, the one Jesse's referring to over there. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, it looks like it's all of these structures look like they could possibly be right still in use, but yeah. I mean it's impossible to tell from out here. Yeah. Either way, I mean they're all none of them are connected to the land. They're all boat only access it looks yeah. like it's kind of cool so that's the island trail or a small section of it i want to jump ahead now to a place jesse hasn't been to yet Ooh, i know what's coming yeah there's there's an abandoned train station that our friend layla recommended to yeah. us Mike went there the other day without me, and he's been teasing it the whole time. That's right. So, so now <laughs> we won't we won't tease you for nearly as long. No. Let's let's jump ahead and go there we'll now. See you over there. All right. So we are at an undisclosed, though easy to deduce, location. Yeah. In Pelham Bay Park, or along the bridle path here, near where the horse stables are that we just passed, and we're about to go in that direction. That direction? To a spot Jesse hasn't seen before yet. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. We're going into a thicketed area, so be sure to check for ticks at the end of the day. Yeah, this could have been where it all happened. This could be where the magic happens. Lucky to get some sunlight again as we enter. Are you excited? I'm really excited. Yeah. We got a little bit of a marshy, creaky area. We have to. Oh, it's a little goopy. Jump here, huh? over here. Yeah, a little goopy. Made even goopier after yesterday's rains. We're going over a stump here. This is not super stable. Ooh. Even harder with the camera, but we make it. Let's see Jesse's attempt. Will she stick the dismount? She does. <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> kind of. Kind of. Quicksand. Here we are. Getting Whoa. closer. Yeah. This, I guess, I don't know the specifics. I think I said a train station in the previous yeah. segment, but I think it's more of a depot. Whoa, I don't cool. know if it... Was it like a MTA train station or Metro North or... That, I don't know. I don't know any of the details. But we are very close to the train tracks. We may have a train come by at some point. Oh, I hope so. But yeah. Jesse oh. is struggling on the hill here. You okay? Yeah, the plant was just trying to eat me. <laughs> Down the steps. Here we go. Let's wow, cool. Oh, yeah. look at this couch. Yeah. Whoa. It's Steve's couch. What? According to... Oh, it's Steve. Yeah. Here, let's, let's start down on this side. Okay. You can see the road from here. And there's even some spaces underneath the road. Oh, that looks kind of scary. But for now, we'll stick to this setup. Wow. Yeah. Here, let's go into there. I've been in there okay. already. Got a lot of painted chairs and boards, a lot of spray paint. Go on in here. Derek loves Jenny. Oh, wow. Stairwell. Whoa, this is cool. Ladder, yeah. Up. You didn't go up there, did you? I did not go up there. I'm not sure how far you can go up that way. There's a whole other section. See some doors here that have been painted. The doors over here and then just a walkway down that way. You can see the tracks from here. They are active. A little harder to see in the sun. What train is that there? That I don't know. Oh. I haven't seen it go by yet. My, it's not a subway. You want to go down that way? Let's go back that way, we can okay. see the painting. It's not the subway. No, because the Pelham Bay stop is on the other side of the bridge, so. Oh, right. I would presume true. it's some type of Metro North stop. You can see up here, there is some boards you could stand on up there, but it's not really a floor. Yeah, it definitely looks like, I mean, this is definitely a ladder. Yeah, I mean, why don't you go in and, but like, why don't you go in and see what it looks like up on the other side? I not climb it, just go up in the steps. Sure. And report back to us. Okay. <laughs> you make it? Very good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. Here, take the camera. It's like, kind of looks like a tree house or something up there. Mm. Yeah. Or like a bird's nest. Yeah. But it's definitely just that, like, the ceiling caved in. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I feel like this ladder, uh, it probably, like, either 
used to go to something. Like there's a bunch of tarps and stuff. You know, it probably either like used to go to something and then it caved in and the ladder's just still there. Or maybe since it caved in, that ladder's there and maybe it does go to something. But like, I don't feel like it's safe for right. us to go try it out. Right. So we got a bunch of spray paint here along the walls. Knobs. Gall. The colors are nice. Yeah. Sun's coming out again a little bit. It almost feels like there's a curation to the way things are placed around here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I like that everything is painted too. Yeah. I like this one a lot. Like not just the spray paint, but even like the trash objects are yeah. painted cool colors and like, yeah, like placed. And we can go around here. There's a whole interior space. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Oh, a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like some newer stuff. I like this vipery figure here. Yeah. In the arched window. That's cool. Yeah. It's crazy that the roof is completely gone right here and there's like no roof pieces on the ground. Yeah. Like some at some point someone must have cleared that out. Yeah. Either it's been like a while. properly or just like people that wanted to hang out in here, you know. Yeah. I don't recognize many of the tags here, but I do see a ribs, which is part of the Oh yeah. Where's graffiti that? Art King's crew gag. Oh, totally. So they've been here. Hmm. And there's this whole other area. I'm just like taking it in. Well, taking it in, and also I'm like, I don't want to disturb anyone if there's anyone here. Oh. You know. Well, we've been loud enough at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, the roof's gone. Got a nice triangular top where it was. Oh, I see someone. Someone's I been here. <laughs> I'll tell you, those stickers get around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is cool. This would be like a, I could imagine, um, like, this would be a cool place to see a show or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you, like, lived in the area and, like, grew up coming here to host some yeah. sort of event. Yeah. And there's this, like, tent piece. Yeah. The other side of the roof up here, like that OJOS. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's another ladder over there. Yeah. This is uh, also very similar to the multiple uh, spray painted structures at the Rockaways too. Remember yeah, those? Yeah, near Fort Tilden. Yeah. 
Kind of, those. yeah. I mean, those are, I feel like it's different in just the way that, like, those are, you have to, like, go into the marshy forest. I mean, I guess we had to go into the forest here. It's similar. Know. It's similar. It definitely feels similar. I don't know brick if we... all tied up up there. Yeah. It's funny. I don't remember if we went and got, I mean, we went into both of those spots down there, but I don't know if we got footage and put it on the podcast or not. It's been so long ago, I can't yeah, recall. Yeah, I don't remember. I think you took some video, maybe with the 360 I took camera. some 360 video. I also took some 360 video of this oh, yeah? location. So nice. for those interested, you can watch our 360 video on this week. I'm like tempted to knock these over. <laughs> I did, uh, when I was here the other day, have some mosquitoes come at me. Felt that yeah. that was kind of early. Yeah, it seems early enough that it's like not that big a deal, but also, yeah. and I kind of don't want to because it'll splash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, isn't this cool? This is really cool. Yeah. Thank you, Layla, for letting us know. Layla, every time yeah. we tell her about a new park, she throws a couple pins our way. I know, she always has the good spots. Yeah. And this is, I guess this is a piece of the roof here. You're talking about that? Oh yeah. But, uh, all right, well, I think from here, there's one more spot Jesse and I have already been to, but we want to show you all. And that's the area around the Bronx Victory statue. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, let's, on we go. Okay, we've reached our final location for the day, and that is the Bronx Victory Memorial Column. Yeah, it's a very impressive, large statue that happens to have a big bird's nest on it. We've been seeing throughout the week the bird, but bird does not seem to be here today. This statue is a memorial for all the soldiers that fought in World War One from the Bronx. And it actually has a bit of a story to it. There are a bunch of trees that are in this area that are now called the Memorial Grove. They originally were planted in 1921 as a memorial along the Grand Concourse, which is in the Bronx. And then in 1928, just seven years later, they needed to make the Grand Concourse bigger. So they moved the trees to this location and they started to design a larger structure which is what we are seeing now. It was designed with the Bronx Parks Commissioner Thomas J. Dolan, as well as the landscape architect John J. Sheridan and sculptors Bell Kinney and Leopold Schultz. The architect Sheridan was actually an infantry captain in World War One, so he huh. was a perfect choice for this. Right. And this statue 
on the sides here, what we're looking at shows the soldiers marching into battle. Yeah. The Lady of Victory is who we're seeing at the very top. Right. And she is 18 feet tall and 7,300 pounds. Wow. I guess we're never feet. supposed to ask a lady her weight, but here we go. <laughs> Can you ask her height? Is that allowed? Yeah, I think so. And the column is 70 feet tall. Wow, it actually gives you quite a bit of vertigo to look up at it. <laughs> I wonder if that'll translate. And so in 1932, this was erected. And then in 1933, in September, there was a big party where the parks commissioner, the former mayor, jo Joseph McKee, and the current mayor, John P. O'Brien, all gave some speeches and there was a parade. There was a massing of colors, which I think has to do with something about the flag. Uh-huh. There was an aviation display and there was music by the police, the fire, and the sanitation department's bands, which also, that sounds fun. Yeah. Why don't we have sanitation department bands anymore? Maybe we still do. Maybe we do. We should look into it. And so over time, the memorial monument, as many do, suffered a little bit of breaking and falling apart. And in 1943, it was restored. And then again, the city funded improvements in 2001. And on November 11th, 2001, at 11 a.m., at exactly 83 years after the armistice that ended World War I, the restored monument was rededicated. Yeah. So it's cool. There's there's a quite a few of these pillars in New York City. We were just at one last week when we were on Action Kids Channel visiting right. Riverdale. We were at the Henry Hudson statue, and there's also another time we were with Action Kid on his channel. There was the memorial in Fort Greene, right? To the prisoners of war. Yeah. I think there's one in Grand Army Plaza. Yeah. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. And I can't think of any others offhand, but I, yeah, there are these pillars that bring the statue really high up yeah. in New York, which is interesting. And we've been seeing all week different photographers that have come to take a picture of the hawk that lives up there. I believe it's a hawk, uh, but he's definitely there or she. And it looks like it's an active nest. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But people come with their big telescopic uh, lenses. Yeah. To take it pictures. It doesn't seem to be up there right now, but Not right now. it's definitely been there. Yeah. But it's cool to see. And it's got a nice big space for people to come check it out. Yeah. But I think That'll do it for this week. Yeah, the wind picked the up. Wind is wind is coming in now. <laughs> it uh, it stayed stayed pretty good for us for most of the time. It did. But uh, we hope you enjoyed our little, very 
abbreviated tour of Pelham Bay Park. There's just so much more to see here. Yeah, I feel like there really is much more to see, but we, we tried to give you some of the highlights. So I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, as always, if you liked it, you can let us know in the comments or you can press like. And if you want to share this with anyone, feel free. If you haven't and you want to see more of what we're doing, we still are going to be walking for two months. So you can subscribe and we'll, you'll have at least uh, 14 more videos to watch. That's right. We got one more week in the Bronx if we don't get blown away right now. <laughs> but until next time, thanks so much for watching and take care. Bye. Bye.